You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in once more to Kapow! the Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. And we're not the only ones here. We have a guest. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Hi everybody, it's uh, it's Justin Lowe. I'm back again. Uh, and and once, you, once we get into the episode, I'm sure you'll all know why I'm back again. <laughs> from outside the bunker, he's calling in from a secured line... On the, the Great Lakes yeah. area. So since the last time you were on the show, you uh you've you've made some changes, I think. Yeah, we uh after twenty some odd years in the Columbus area, we picked up everything and, and moved to the west side of Cleveland. Uh so it's 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 a lot different, uh, but it's all the same stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> we're enjoying it. Well, we're talking Disney tonight. Specifically, D23 just happened. That's right. And when we have uh, Disney questions or we're uh, headed in the Disney direction, we know who to call. Our first phone call is to Justin Lowe. That's right. I actually I had a, two surprises this week before we get into all that. One, uh, we had a sweet comment on YouTube. And two, we're on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> I was shocked. And That's, people, we've had views on like, YouTube. A website people use and go to. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, from now on, every episode that comes out is also going to be on YouTube. Hopefully. To, uh, at a perfect world. It'll have all the same show notes. And it's cool when we break it down into, oh, we're talking about streaming at this point or movies at this point. You can click right on it if it's the timestamp. So if you want to skip... I don't know why you would, but mm-hmm. if you want to skip, or maybe you skip forward to listen to your favorite part first. It's not about skipping the parts you don't like. It's about getting to the part you like. So, yeah, it's going to have links. It's going to have show notes, and it's on YouTube. <laughs> it's on what YouTube. What more do you need? Yeah. We had a comment on one of the videos already. Yeah, Mr. Oh. Terry W. Irvin II. We appreciate you uh, commenting. Now, we, uh, a little bit of behind the scenes, we kind of record our shows in bunches. So we can't always uh, reply to the comments as they come in. So we may have seen your comment yesterday or we may have seen it like three weeks ago. So mm-hmm. we appreciate the comments. Don't stop commenting maybe because we don't reply on air. We're not the dueling ogres. We can't We can't be on top of this stuff like they are. That's right. Uh, Mr. Irvin is a, an author. He writes fantasy and sci-fi novels. Uh, you can check him out at www.irvin-author.com E-R-V-I-N dash A-U-T-H-O-R.com Yeah, I, I ran into him down at the uh, River City Artist Festival. He has been coming to those for many years. Yeah, he had a booth down there. So I stopped and introduced myself. Not, you know, I didn't expect him to really honestly know who I was. <laughs> um, but yeah, I stopped and I was talking to him. And then Brandon uh, from the Dueling Ogres came over. He'd just gotten there, I think. He was over there with the, his daughter. 
and I uh, talked to both of them for a little bit and uh, chatted for a little while and then I don't know I, I think he's uh, maybe he prefers YouTube to the podcast format that's one thing I don't know is how are people I mean we at the end of every show we say oh check us out on this that and the other but we really don't know how you get your podcast do you do you listen to them on your phone do you listen to them in the car so yeah we'd love to know uh, comment let us know uh, where you hear our podcast what we should be focusing your more preferred on. way of consuming right. your entertainment yeah podcast. because uh, it, there, it's possible that somebody has something out there that maybe we're not on that we don't know about yeah. So as crazy as it sounds, we're not on top of everything. Yeah. So let us know <laughs> if we're not on whatever, and we'll try. But uh, Mr. Irvin's latest series of novels—it's the Monsters, Maces, and Magic series. Uh, it's what's known as Lit RPG. So it's it's a prose novel, but it's uh, starring. Oh, I characters. thought it meant it was lit. I did too. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was that's Yeet, pretty, it is lit. That, that's, that's very all, hip. That's all the slang I know. I just used it in one sense. Um, but yeah, if you're a role-playing uh, fan, there it's taking those types of characters and and you know telling a story. You're not rolling dice. You're actually listening to the story being told. So, yeah, his books are everywhere in print, like Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You can find them. He's got audio books on Audible and iTunes. So you can find him just about anywhere you find the printed word. That's right. And we appreciate your listening. And uh, also, uh, old Jesse. Um, I think Jesse watches some of the, some of us on, or us on YouTube every once in a while. But he was saying the other day, he made a comment, messaged us, and made a comment that he was uh, actually had to listen at regular speed to one of our shows. <laughs> That's the ultimate compliment. Oh, it really is. Yeah. yeah. He slows down for a minute. <laughs> So as long as we Takes keep, it all in. I think as long as we keep playing, doing like musical shows, yeah, we got him there. Yeah, he can't dance fast enough to <laughs> watch, keep listening to it at high speeds. So we absolutely appreciate everyone that listens to us, and especially if you comment and let us know your thoughts on it as well. So thank you very much. And now on with the magic. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing: that it all started by a match. This is where the early planning is taking place for our so-called uh, Disney World project. Mary Poppins practically perfect in every way. As you can see on this map, we have a perfect location in Florida. Paul, I'm Michael Eisner. We call it Epcot. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! <laughs> We know what we hope to accomplish. And believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled at Walt Disney Production. Fun imagination, huh? <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Little known fact, every word Walt Disney ever said is in that bumper. <laughs> Just a few. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, Keep man. going. It could definitely be longer. That'd be okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we just finished up last last week, last weekend, this weekend. Yeah. This isn't breaking news for D twenty three. This no. is just our reactions to some of this. We can get some inside scoop from these Disney fanatics. And but you're probably you probably heard about this, but we'll let you know what we think of it. These right. guys have done a little bit deeper dive than you have, is my guess. 
you may check your mail because you may have got a packet like he just handed to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's start at the beginning. What does there D20, was a mouse? What does D twenty three mean? <laughs> That's what, an odd name. You mean for the fan club? Yeah, I don't know what that name refers to. Yeah, that is a good question. <laughs> Have I stumped him? <laughs> well, I think the D stands for Disney. I'm okay, gonna, that's I'm going to take the easy one. That's a good. Um, that's a good Twenty-three swing. is for the year Walt Disney founded the company. I knew it was a year, but I was yeah. thinking like Mickey Mouse was nineteen, like twenty-eight. I did not mean that to be a gotcha <laughs> question. I am sorry. That is that is. Well, it's really weird because I am a member of D twenty-three, so you never, you never thought to ask. Yeah, there were more important things going on. So now we know. Yeah, so we just had the D23 Expo in uh, out in Anaheim, California. And uh, it was three days of magic. <laughs> and, uh, no, um, I, I, I don't know how much I was expecting out of this one. I, probably, I think we were all hoping for a little bit more than we got as a whole. Um, and that's pretty much, you know, been their cr- the criticism this year, because the last two years ago, the last convention we had, they announced so much. Right. It really set the bar pretty high. Like what? Uh, remind us of something that was last time. Uh, like Galaxy's Edge. Well, okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> we're just not getting yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, and these are, you know, these most of the time these so are you pretty long-term stuff. You wanted to find out stuff. that by two years from now there was going to be a couple more big rides at Galaxy's Edge or something. Well, what I wanted, what I was we promised wanted. a private island. Yes, yeah. was well, we we got. A, oh, <laughs> I haven't gone that far in the packet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think because Universal jumped out ahead and announced, hey, finally that you know, even though everybody knew we're going to get we're going to get another park at Universal Studios Orlando. Um, at their resort, everybody ex- was, I don't want to say expected. Uh, some folks were hoping, hey, Disney's going to come out and they'll say, we're going to build a new park too. Right. Or something else spectacular. Right. Which we didn't get that. You know, there, there was an announcement, oh, hey, we're going to have a special panel um, for a secret project. And of course, you know, that got everybody going, which when it was announced, it was a, you know, hit like a rock because it was a, special documentary about cast members right. which in itself that's fine but don't make that big of a de- you know don't lead people on like it's going to be a huge announcement i could so. just see you guys had your streamers ready to throw and <laughs> horns there may have been some horns <laughs> um it's just a documentary yeah <laughs> so uh, but it's a documentary that's going to be released in 50 individual three-minute parts. And there's a, a massive coffee table book that's already available for pre-order. And I won't say that I have ordered it, but I have. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. And I won't say that I've already pre-ordered uh, or subscribed to Disney+, Plus, but I have. Um, so November 12th. Got a lot of big... D23 energy in here. Oh, yeah, I got a big D23 uh, <laughs> discount is what I got. <laughs> um, and really, I think a lot of this is going to be Disney Plus stuff. Some of this, I tried to mark down stuff we haven't talked a lot about. Um, most of the first day's announcement were basically Dis- Disney Plus. Let's hear it. So first thing, the big thing was the Mandalorian trailer. Yep. 
I'm sure I'll stick it in there. I'm sure you guys watched it. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Don't you agree? It's good. It's going to be a, I believe, a first first day available. Yeah, November twelfth. Yeah, yeah. I was I was really impressed. I thought it looked high quality. You put all you had me at Werner Herzog <laughs> when they put him in there at the end of the trailer. I that's that's what I wanted. It's like there's there's some you know just the, the, his voice just sets that vibe and I'm I'm all about the western feel to it so yeah definitely very western I thought and um, even you know that gun he has is very you know looks like a big old rifle yeah so I'm sure even the biggest fans had to worry about taking this big budget epic and turning it into a TV budget and worried is this going to look like the Christmas special, or is this going to look like you know one of these big movies? And I, you know, from the For look all you of it, know, though, Cliff's like, I, is this going to look like the Christmas special? <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I thought it looked very cool. I was uh, a couple little things. I thought that was IG eighty eight. No, it's from, not from Empire, but it's got a different name. I think it's IG eleven. Yeah, that correct? he was yeah. looking looking pretty badass. Yeah. I'm, I love the droids. And there's some sort of looks like maybe a team up between the two bounty hunters yeah, there. I can't wait sort. for I can't wait for this series. Yeah. Like I would just get this for the show. Mm-hmm. So everything else they yes. announced is gravy. Like it's a it's an absolute must have. Yeah, we even got uh, we saw like you got a shot of people frozen in carbonite stacked mm-hmm. up there. So I, I'm kind of curious to see where that goes but anyways yeah i'm sure we'll stick part of the stick part of the uh trailer in there um the other big star wars series announcement i had old ewan mcgregor come out on stage with kathleen kennedy and uh she asked him the big question there are you going to play obi-wan kenobi again for us and of course he is in that new kenobi series that would be awkward if he wasn't. Yeah. I know. Really yeah, put him like, on the spot. It's like, no, but I'm going to watch that documentary you guys just announced. <laughs> yeah, I, I I, mean, that's. I'm not overly hyped for this. One, because we've seen it coming for a long time now. And two, I, I'm a little, it feels a little solo, a Star Wars story to you me. You think? I hope it's not. Yeah, I, I, I have hopes for it to be something more than that. But it's got. I, I still. I don't want to go back and see them just insert a bunch of things to hint at at things that were in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I don't want to see his dice. <laughs> you know, or whatever they would throw in there. So well, I'm hoping they were saying i read today i think they were saying the timeline is eight years after revenge of the sith right so that would put them you know that would put him established yeah luke and leia are eight years old Mm -hmm. yeah so ben's been on tatooine for a while he's established i'm sure his little hut there whatever he lived in i mean everyone just pictures it him fighting off tuscan raiders uh, trying to get to the and and they've said that's not going to be the whole series. He's going to go off planet even. Right. So it, that was, it needs I was to like be good. Yeah, yeah. It, it needs yeah. to not be that. It needs to be a different thing. Like he is going to do right. something totally different that's super important. 
I was telling you guys offline, it's don't. I mean, it's set in the timeline that convoluted timeline they put mm -hmm. up there of all the Star Wars creations that they will have on Disney Plus. I mean, a ton of stuff, yeah. all the movies and everything, all the shows, cartoons, and everything. Mm -hmm. But they in the timeline, it's set in the middle of Solo, right? Of that right. timeline, yeah. it's in somewhere in the timeline of that movie, and. So since we had Darth Maul, the return of Darth Maul in that movie, yeah, and so and, and since he is such a obvious uh, villain that goes along with Obi Wan, yeah. that that he they have to be coming in contact. Yeah, and I'm not sure how much of that I I really want to see because they did it. They did this thing they with did Star, it in the Star cartoon, Wars, yeah, yeah the cartoon Rebels, and they did it really well as a final showdown. Like I was like, "That's great. Mm. I am fine with that being the end all be or be right." It, you're saying that's supposedly canon, so it should yeah. be. It shouldn't. They need don't need mess to redo it again. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah. I want to see. I want to see some of that. I kind of <laughs> like the idea of them come, going up against each mm -hmm. other some more. I want to see some more Darth Maul, basically, is what I'm saying. Well, and a lot of people do. Like, Darth yeah. Maul is this character that had this very small, I don't know, smallish yeah. part in yeah, that one a, movie. he was a fan. And then fan has, people like you know, that. yeah, become a, a big deal ever since. After death, you know. So I am looking forward to it. I, I, I have faith in them to do it right. I mean, even though I feel, I personally feel like they failed with Solo. Um, mm -hmm. And this is the same type of thing they're doing. I think they probably learned some lessons from that. Yeah. So it, they didn't make a bunch of money on that, and that definitely gets their ears perked up, and they change some stuff. So I think that they could, you know, do something great. So do you think spider legs or no spider legs? I want spider legs. <laughs> you want the spider yeah. legs? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I think the other interesting thing is with the the Obi Wan piece being set when it is in the Star Wars timeline and the Mandalorian being set post Return of the Jedi and all the Galaxy's Edge stuff being set I guess you know where we are currently yeah right uh, it's going to be mm -hmm. really interesting to see how they sort of keep those things separate because if, if you're a casual fan you know and that's you know they're, they're, they're going out they're trying to get the casual Star Wars fans if there is <laughs> such a thing it, it's going to sound a little confusing because you're going to have sort of overlapping timelines with these properties and I, and I think it's going to be a heck of a challenge to sort of keep all of that separate and and in line and I'm I'm trusting that they've got a plan that they've you know that that they know where they're going with these things so it doesn't just become a big convoluted time jumping mess. Yeah, I actually hadn't even thought much about that. But yeah, that would be yeah, a When problem. you have that many different things going on at once, I mm -hmm. mean if you make a mistake <laughs> if you have something yeah. that doesn't match up right, I mean that's, that's a quite. You're spinning a lot of plates here that I hope <laughs> they can pull it off because people are going to want that to work. The the you know serious fans. I, I even I am going to want to see that things are in distinct timelines. Right, right. If they're going to the point of saying Mandalorian is that far in the timeline, it needs yeah. to make sense why that is a reason. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so yeah, because the Mandalorian is set. Yeah, uh, so far ahead. Yeah, so um, other announcements: Disney Plus shows. Uh, we got the big announcement of Ms. Marvel is getting her own show, Moon Knight and She Hulk. Now that so, was very exciting. That was that was pretty cool. You, I, you guys are huge Marvel fans. Are these characters that 
very excited that it's somebody different that we haven't done before. Well, when I first started reading comics, got into the Avengers, it was within just a few issues. She-Hulk became a member, uh, you know, and she, I mean, for those that don't know, you know, yes, she's, this isn't them trying to, as you were, you were telling me the other day, a lot of people you saw online, people are not happy. Oh, of course, you know, a, a, a girl Hulk, they've got to, <laughs> got to do yeah, something. It's the social justice warriors inserting feminism. Yeah. The comments, somebody shared some of the worst of the comments and it was like, okay, I'm okay with it as long as there's nothing feminist about it. It's like, what do you, what do you want? <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay she, with the She-Hulk as long as it doesn't have any girls in it. Right. It, this goes way back. I don't know what year she was introduced. It was 70s. Yeah, it, ha- it has to be. And much like the male Hulk, He-Hulk, as we call him. He-Hulk? 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 Yeah, that's He-Hulk. what we all is called. <laughs> Had an evolution. Like, she started out as the savage She-Hulk, and then she could control it more. So nowadays, she's in full control. She She's a lawyer. And that's... People who maybe don't understand, she became popular not for the Hulk part, but for the Jennifer Walters part. Right. People love her character, yeah. Just as you know, strong uh, female lawyer. Prepare the water cooler that we may gather around it later and discuss things. Single female lawyer fighting for her client, wearing sexy mini skirts and being self-reliant. Hey, I'm pretty good. A leader within the Avengers was in the Fantastic Four. Just not a huge household name, but a very core part of a lot of the Marvel Universe. Didn't she have a little different bit of... Like, her personality was different when she was She-Hulk. Like, in that form, she had more confidence. Right, right. Things like that. I know that originally, like, the way she became... She-Hulk, Jennifer Walters, is she cousins? Was she cousins with Bruce Banner? Yeah, she had to get a blood transfusion. Right, he, from him, yeah. Right. So, But Which, she doesn't go back and forth as far as, like, transforming or whatever. She, though, she? Sometimes she would, like, something traumatic would happen to her, and she would lose her She-Hulk form, and then she's all of a sudden she's timid, and, mm-hmm. they're at, you know, she didn't. She did have no confidence in things in that form. But most popular, the 1980s John Byrne run, and then there was a run more recently that both those kind of added more humor, or she broke the fourth wall. Uh, she was a lawyer for a lot of weird, like, D-list characters in the Marvel Universe. So it was just a, a more fun series that Marvel didn't always have. So it's a character people really fell in love with. I'm just surprised they didn't introduce someone. You know, why didn't they introduce someone eight movies ago Mm-hmm. You know, Bruce that would could mention be a cousin from California yeah. or whatever. It just seems a little shoehorned in now. Like you could have been, you know, as far as Marvel plans these things. But yeah, but yeah and Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan, for my money, is one of the best characters invented in the last 25 years. Like, yeah, just, give uh, some people some history on her. I'm excited for this. Yeah. Um, she's the, came to prominence as the, the Pakistani American, first Muslim superhero. A uh, young teen girl living in New Jersey, uh, co-created by two Muslim women from New Jersey. So, <sighs> just those her first series especially is just so true to life, and it just feels so real to you know modern young women dealing with you know very traditional home life, going to school in you know the mixed culture that is America, and just has a real Peter Parker feel to it, where she's 
you know, she messes things up, but she tries her best, and she's she's plucky, and she's a go-getter, and she's a fangirl, and she writes, like, slash fiction for the, you know, the other Marvel characters that she grew up idolizing. So just kind of like the perfect character for today's young fan mm-hmm. to kind of fill her shoes. In uh, an inhuman and origin, yeah. got her powers. She can kind of morph her body. She used the word embiggen from The Simpsons, so she embiggens <laughs> her fists and can punch people, stuff like that. Which I'm interested to see how they do that. Like, is that going to look weird on a TV show? I wondered if any of these were animated when I first saw the list. Yeah. Like, they're all live a, action, r- as far as we know. Yeah, as far as we know. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah, they're definitely going to have to have some CGI. And, in and I had seen, like... I think it was the next morning after the announcement. I was on, like, Yahoo News or something. That was the one, of course, they wrote the article about... You know, Ms. Ms. Marvel. And I made the mistake reading through the comments. And it was just... It was the same thing. It was just immediately... Um, why do we need Marvel Comics to have re- a religious character? None of the other superheroes have religion. And immediately I'm like, uh, Daredevil. Um, Magneto one. was Jewish. You know, I'm just name. You know, what about um, from the X-Men? Kitty Pryde. Yeah. There's only one God, ma'am, and he doesn't dress like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was just... I was just now, like, I get over it. I don't know a lot about Moon Knight. I know he was Jewish, but... Uh, yeah. I mean, I've read a couple in the... Mark Spector, he was kind of one of those characters whose continuity is a mess, and so they've kind of retconned that he has multiple personality disorder. So he has... He sometimes believes himself to be a taxi driver... He's a billionaire playboy. Like he has several different. Uh, I will, I'm gonna have a personality disorder where I'm a billionaire playboy. That'd be that's sweet. a good one to have. I know. Uh, something he some he got this uh, he, some trouble in Egypt and became this the Egyptian god Khonshu was sort of uh, he became his emissary on Earth or something. So there's some supernatural ties to it. And there's always running through the background, okay, is this really happening or is he imagining this? Is he going out and beating people up because he's crazy or because he's doing the will of this Egyptian god? So there's always that through line of, is this really happening or is it all in his head? Right. Interesting. I will definitely be watching all of these shows, trying them out. Yeah, and we, of course, we already knew about WandaVision, but we got some got some details on that. Now, um, I didn't see this trailer or whatever they haven't released it like for people to see no. right mm-hmm. but we had just been talking about about the dick van dyke show and stuff but that's that's the vibe like some some people are saying yeah they put a poster out yeah and it was you know like looked like a smoothed over paul bettany yeah. and and elizabeth olsen coming in there. phasing through the ottoman <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, we've we've got some time on that one because the WandaVision is not scheduled to debut until the spring of twenty one. So we've literally wow, I didn't realize 50, it was that yeah, far. fifteen to eighteen months before that's going to happen. Uh, they also announced that Cat Dennings, uh, yeah, from Randall Thor, Park and Catherine Hahn were all joining the cast, and and I, Randall Park and Catherine Hahn are both really funny when they want to yeah. be. Um, so is Cat Dennings, I guess. But so I, I think this is going to have a much different vibe than sort of some of the yeah. ultra serious things that, that which I'm from the excited universe. about. Like I, I yeah. like the idea of that. That and, and they also have they have an actress, Tayona Paris. Is that her name? That's playing um, uh, a grown up uh, Monica Rambeau. That it's yeah, it, yeah from 
Captain Marvel. Right. So there's a lot going on there. So that's the daughter of her pilot friend. Right. Right. Will now be, since that movie set in the 90s, this will be a more grown up. And so movie. she'll be friends with her. With I have Captain no Marvel. idea how to tie these characters together. What does Jimmy Woo have to do with well, I Kat Dennings <laughs> and what time period are we in? But I'm going to trust them that it's just all going to make sense. Yeah. Well, there's a little online fandom for some of those off characters like the Cat Dennings character from Thor. I've heard rumbles over the last couple of years, like people just kinda liked her and things, so I think they've heard some of that and brought him back. And then I mean the my like connection just felt like I always thought it was, you know, that they had Monica Rambeau because she was called Captain Marvel when she first came out and so she was in the Captain Marvel movie. movie. I I don't know what they'll I assume they'll call her she's had many names. Photon there's something else I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm curious what they will call her when she, you know, displays her powers. Which she would just like turn into energy, <clears throat> correct, or like light. Yeah, she could become X-rays or yeah. gamma rays or yeah, yeah. So one of the most powerful right. beings in Hugely, the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah. overly powerful. Um, some other announcements on Disney Plus: Phineas and Ferb, the uh, the movie, Candace against the universe. Um, I, I know my kids always like Phineas and Ferb. My it was nephews, popular for a long time. My nephews adored that show, yeah. Yeah, so that'll be a... So now they're old enough to have nostalgia about shows they watched growing <laughs> right. up. Ugh. Right, we're going to get left in the dust. <laughs> and the nostalgia loop is getting right. smaller and smaller. And then um, The Muppets. So 2020. <laughs> yeah, The Muppets Now. Uh, short form, unscripted series that will be exclusive to Disney+. Plus. So... You know, I'm always happy anytime unscripted. they're... Yeah, yeah, unscripted. Yeah, unscripted. I You should have underlined that word. Where are we? What does that mean? How are they doing it's that? It's like Muppet Improv? I guess. Yeah, that's what I took it as. Sweet. Yeah, I, anytime I see anything from the Muppets, I'm always excited. Yeah, I love the Muppets, but I can't <clears throat> imagine... I'm I'm assuming it's going to be... In my head, I have it pictured as like a Graham Norton-type show where you've got some Muppets on the couch and some uh-huh. random celebrities and it's more of a chat Inner, show kind yeah, of thing. yeah that could be yeah hmm. see we gotta get in his head in his head that's what it is that's what it is yeah. I like it I would uh. watch this I would watch this <laughs> um, also uh, Lizzie McGuire spinoff uh, Hillary Duff's coming back it was a popular girl um, girl show hey. So I'm guessing she'll have a daughter, and they'll be like the next Probably. generation. Oh or yeah, something. just like they did with and the see, Boy Meets World stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. Similar to that. And we were just talking about her because she was in that show Younger over on TV Land right now, yeah, so, which is still going. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So I'm sure she's getting a big chunk of money to uh, reprise that role. And then um, we got some because tri- no one else is getting paid for any of this with that. Well, I'm sure she, you know for her to come back and do Lizzie McGuire, <laughs> I think she's probably getting a little. The Muppets little extra. just want to do it out of the kindness of their heart. That's right, unscripted and yeah. unpaid. Yeah. <laughs> like we're not learning lines if you're not paying. Us. <laughs> um, also, we got some uh, trailers for uh, High School Musical, the musical, the series. That's um, an odd title. Is there a colon in there? Yeah, yeah there out, is a colon. There are, there are two, two colons. colons. There are two High school colons. musical colon, the musical colon, the, the series. Yeah. The series. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I think it's I think it's Kapow's first ever dual colon <laughs> property. I'm very excited. Put in explosion sound effect right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really it's really setting the bar there. Um we already talked about uh, the Mandalorian. Um Lady in the Tramp, oh, the live action. 
I watched this trailer and <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. I this was the biggest proof that they need to stop this garbage because Lady and the Tramp is oh just a staple oh, it's a wonderful of your childhood. Movie. Yeah, that's a wonderful. You know movie. that animation is gorgeous. I love love that movie when I was a kid, and then watching it turned into Homeward Bound. You know, just. <laughs> Every movie is a talking dog movie right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, A Dog's Journey, A Dog's Way Home, Art of Racing in the Rain. And this is just another one. This is like, let's see if we can get these two dogs in an alley and get them to fall in love with each other. Yeah, we'll rub some peanut rub butter some on peanut their peanut butter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on their gums. It's like, whatever. Uh, I don't know how they're calling these things live action. Those lions didn't talk. Those dogs are not talking. <laughs> it's all CGI. Right. You know, just yeah. because you have a dog that ran out in the alley and sat down where he was supposed to, and then you morphed some words onto its mouth. I'm not sure that that counts as live action. I think what happened was when those um, Tim Burton Alice movies came out and had real actors, we called it live action, and then it's just stuck ever since then. So... Yeah. Um, Oh, Natural Geographics, uh, The World According to Jeff Goldblum. I think we're all on board for this. Yeah, I didn't. I honestly didn't read or look at anything about this because it was such a sure thing. I'm going to watch that that I, I was like, well, I didn't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just some, some brief notes here. D20, or, uh, Disney Plus is all subscribers access to four simultaneous streams and 4K and HDR high-quality video. Um, you can also create up to seven profiles. So Ooh, that's you, important. That's important, yes. We're all going to be sharing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I believe you can also stream on four different devices devi- devices at once. But I would think this is, this is more suited to family than even hulu or netflix yeah where you want certain content for the youngest viewers and yeah i can see why that would be important to be able to differentiate what they're watching yeah and then um we also found out that the original series are not going to drop all at once they're going to do a week by week at one episode at a time on on all these oh okay so you won't be able to yeah i was binge so watching. Won't be able to bench that's yeah. fine with me i don't yeah. I, I feel too much pressure to <laughs> Mm-hmm. Watch it before I get spoiled. So it's I'd much rather just go in a and nice the hype all hits in one week. Yeah. All the reviews come out. Everyone talks about it, and then it disappears. Yeah, yeah, and you forget about it. So yeah, yeah it's like it's, I would much rather yeah just go week by week. There's all I didn't see here in my pamphlet that there was a, another show I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. real quick. Um, was the it's in Appendix C. <laughs> I looked subsection. I, I went two. through. I looked it up alphabetically and numerically, but um. What's the Winter Soldier and the Falcon or whatever yeah. it's called? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That well, this was probably the biggest announcement to, for me personally was I kind of I'm kind of I'm into the idea of this show because I'm such a huge Cap fan, but when I saw the announcement of U.S. Agent, yeah, I was just I I didn't I I can't believe that they are doing it that I didn't think of it and wasn't complaining why aren't they doing this like i mean what didn't you get that same vibe like wow this is such a great idea I, it like as soon yeah again as soon as they announced it yeah your first thought was really and then it's like that makes perfect sense if steve rogers isn't cap they're mm-hmm. gonna fill that role and that yeah that just makes so much sense it's so it's something so obvious we should have figured it out but 
Yeah. Yeah, and there's there's obviously going to be some some sort of uh, cross connection between some of those because Wyatt Russell is listed on the IMDb page for both Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision. Oh, so, cool. uh, you know, obviously those are going to live in the same universe and, and, and uh, you know, I, I, whether we're going to see crossovers or whatever, who knows. Uh, but but clearly those are designed to sort, to sort of work in tandem with each other. Now, I don't know how much they will follow the comics, but I was saying what I hope they do it somewhat. Like, I would think in this first season of mm-hmm. Falcon and the Winter, Winter Soldier, the Falcon will not just be Captain America. He was given the shield, right? but he's not going to just immediately be Captain America. And in the comics, you know, once Cap quit in the 80s, he didn't agree with what they were wanting him to do, and he quit. So they got Johnny Walker, who that will be who Wyatt Russell's playing, which I think is such a an odd but great casting. I, re- I really like him. Um, he's got Disney in his blood, too. Right, right. right so, yeah. uh, he, uh, and then... So there was a new Captain America and Bucky, and they were doing, you know, go over the top, violent, and things like that. Meanwhile, Cap became the captain, and that's when he originally picked up Thor's hammer. He had a black uniform with the flag across the chest and a silver shield and things. So it was a more, instead of red, white, and blue, it was red, white, and black, but basically the same uniform otherwise. And then. After they resolved, you know, that storyline and he became Cap again, John Walker became U.S. agent and wore that costume. So I don't know that they're going to go through all of that. I would assume that the government is going to place him in as a replacement for Cap, but probably immediately as U.S. agent. You know, they'll skip the Mm -hmm. they won't have him actually be Cap. They'll have him be U.S. agent and there will be a clash over who. Who's yeah. representing the American values here, mm-hmm. and then eventually they'll get to a place where Falcon becomes Cap. But I'm excited about the storyline because we get, we got a poster, right? We got a little glimpse of uh, Falcon in his new Captain America uniform. That now. was just what I saw was just a thing right out of the comics. It was just a picture, like whatever you shared to us. I think no, it was it was oh, okay. uh, uh, Anthony Mackie and Bucky had shorter hair. Yeah, Bucky had shorter oh, okay. hair. I haven't seen that. Yeah, seen yeah. That. The only thing I had seen was somebody shared a picture, and it was straight out of the Sam Wilson Captain America comic. I mean, that's years ago. that's what the uniform looked like in, in the picture I saw. Though, okay, was it? It looked like it was out of the comic. I assume so, that's again. Yeah. Don't think he's going to start out like that. That's I, it's I something it, you yeah. wait and like reveal later on. He get he he shows up last episode in that or something. And I wanted to mention real quick, they've also announced with um, WandaVision, it's going to tie into, the Scarlet Witch is going to tie into the new Doctor Strange yeah. movie, um, which is titled... Uh, the, something, the Multiverses. Of Madness. Yeah. Multiverse. yeah. She's, so. they're trying to, they did that a little bit at the end of Endgame, but they're trying to finally get across just how powerful she is. Right. And I would assume somewhere down the line they'll do the House of M storyline and stuff where she'll just go berserk. But, yeah. Good stuff. But I got to say, this uh, D23 has uh, brought out all the comic speculators because every single one of these characters, their first appearances mm-hmm. are skyrocketing oh, up the people eBay People coming in charts. asking for them. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that was another thing we did. I don't know if it's in here. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but the other announcement is everybody we knew that Kit Harrington was going to be something. There were some rumors that he would had been in talks. Everybody was like, he's going to be the new Wolverine. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Please no. But instead, they really did some great casting here. He's going to be Dane Whitman, the Black Knight. Yeah. Who 
just, I mean, it's a little on the nose, you know, as far as him <laughs> playing a medieval knight. Um, but I think it's still cool. I like him, and I like I like that character again that Dane returned in right around the time I started reading. But I I had wanted to pick up one of his like his second appearance. I shared you guys a cover the other day. It's one of my favorite covers, and I've been meaning to pick it up up for the last year or two because it's always around fifty bucks. It ain't fifty bucks no more. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to buy affordable comics, pick a character that has not appeared in a movie yet. Right. But I do have to admit, in our three-way chat, we were talking about all this and Wyatt Russell, and I, I realized it's Kurt Russell's son. Yeah. I thought, did he name his son after his character from Tombstone, <laughs> Wyatt Earp? I was like, oh, no, he didn't. So I made a joke. I can't wait for Captain Ron Russell to show up. <laughs> and B, and I was like, I need to put in a D-list Avengers character. And I almost typed Black Knight. Before this, oh, really? I was like, ah, that's crap. I'll put Dr. Druid. So, like, you blew me, it. Me thinking, uh, what's a character they'll never put on screen? Right. Uh, Black Knight. No, a day later, he's announced right. as a starring you Game of Thrones celebrity. Captain Ron is the so hero anyway, we all deserve I, I, right now. As, as much as you were like saying, there wasn't these big announcements, like, I wasn't expecting any of this kind of stuff. So, I was mm. super hyped by these announcements they had that's why you have you're like what i'm watching a football game what are you sending me all these notifications i'm, I'm like they're announcing cool things well i think that's why they let off with disney plus too yeah. uh, that, that yeah. was the majority of the the big news was going to come out off of that so and before we started mm. seth didn't think this episode he thought this episode would go long because you guys would talk too much. Uh-huh. And he has basically dominated the conversation. Yeah. I'm yeah. done. We had to get all the comic book stuff out. Right. Early. I, I, I got past the first page here and I, don't, I got nothing for the Yeah, rest we have not turned the page in yeah. a packet yet. We're still on page one. Um, last, the last thing. Uh, Justin, I'm sure you saw this, but D23 uh, club members and attendees are um, getting the first shot, signing up early for Disney+. Plus. Um, they yep. get a discount. Have you signed up yet? I'm actually not a D23 member. Wow. I, when, when it originally came out, it was everything was stuff in Anaheim, and I, I can't get to Anaheim mm-hmm. nearly as much as I'd like to, so I've actually never signed up. So, But I'll be there when they let the plebeians in. Yeah, um, I, I did. I took advantage of it myself. It's a three-year. Um, you get, I thought about it. Yeah, for three years, you get Disney Plus for less than $4 a month. So it cost me a hundred about one hundred and forty dollars for three years. I've already paid for it. I'm yeah, you got to pay up years. front, though. Got to right? pay up front. That's a crazy deal. It it's is a crazy. It's a deal. really great deal. Yeah. Like it was a better deal than bundling with with my Hulu subscription. That's I the had. reason I didn't do it is because I don't have Hulu currently, and I was just going to do that bundle. Yeah, I, t- I took advantage of it. Um, That's so, less than a movie at Blockbuster. But it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And you don't have to drive there. <laughs> Um, but it is very, it's a limited time. I think it's over like September the second or third, it goes away. So hopefully this episode will be out by then. Um, but yeah, if you want to take advantage of that, you got to kind of, you got to get signed up. And then I think, um, everybody's been saying it's about a day before you get the email or notification where you can go in and sign up for the discount. So, uh, page number two, actually I had, I had two more things. Go right ahead. Um, did you guys talk about what if? Uh, back when they series? originally announced, it. yeah, okay. yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I'm, um, I, I, that's one of my favorite comic series. I have a bunch of those issues, and that yeah. that's very exciting. It's animated, so that's yeah. cool. 
Um, and the other one, uh, there's a Forky Asks a Question series, which <laughs> it sounds like just a bunch of sh- shorts, uh, which that could be interesting. Yeah. Um, there's a Christmas movie with Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. And Noel. I, I generally don't. I generally don't like Christmas movies, but I think those two are just yeah. sarcastic enough to pull it off. And but he's one twice as tall as her. Yeah. Yeah. That'll <laughs> look funny. <laughs> Um, but there's a new one uh, called Monsters at Work. It's animated. Uh, Aisha Tyler and Ben Feldman from Superstore. Apparently, he graduates from Scare School the very day that Monstropolis decides to switch from screams to laughter. And so he has to. It's like an. Uh, I think she plays his mom, so he has to find his way in this you know brave new world that he's not ready for because all he's wanted to be since he was a little tiny monster was a scarer. And is this animated? This is funny. animated. Yeah, it's going to be. It's animated. So I, I'm. I, I really like those two. So I think that's going to be. Yeah, that, that's got a potential to be really fun. Yeah. I think they announced John Goodman and Billy Crystal are going to have you know some small parts in it. They're going to reprise yeah. their original roles with that. So yeah, so there's there's going to be a lot of yeah. Disney Plus coming at you. Um, yeah. Plus the movies, the series. The that's on the later stuff. pages. Yeah, okay. That's the plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're just talking original content, and then we've got the whole Disney the vault back, and all that. Yeah, stuff. the back catalog. Um, then we had our parks panel. Uh, started off the big, the first big announcement with parks panel was the Moana inspired over at Epcot Journey of Water. Uh, it's a walk through attraction of some sort. It's going to be over towards the the seas with Nemo. Um, I don't know how much Moana this is really going to incorporate. We've seen a picture. Um, I don't know. This is I was I was kind of like yeah whatever. I don't know. Just what do I mean? What do you think? I I people are saying it may end up taking the place of that Interventions building that's there on the what is that the the right side depending on which way you're facing. Um, yeah. So you know what it I love Moana um and and I think they've got some technology they want to play with 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 water and stuff so you know I, I'm not you know it's not going to be an e-ticket attraction but it'll be something fun to walk through and it sounds like there's going to be shade and so I think yeah. anybody that's been at Epcot in the middle of the summer right. is going to be appreciative of that. Anytime they any anytime there's any mention of some sort of intellectual property going into especially Epcot all the big traditional Epcot fans lose their mind, yeah, and and have a immediate reaction to it that's always negative, um, for the most yeah, part. It, it was really frustrating. I was uh, the, the parks panel was was Sunday afternoon our time, so I was, I'm sitting there flipping through the Twitter feed, and because of course they didn't live stream that one because that's right. the one that literally everybody wanted to see. Right. So I'm following along on the Twitter, and you know. Knowing what a big Disney fan I am, and, and Cliff, I'm sure you're the same way as me, there are people out there who claim to be Disney fans who are just the most angry, misanthropic people you will ever meet. Right. Anything Disney <clears throat> announces is wrong. Yeah. Every choice they make is, is flawed in some way. And I couldn't get to the next announcement on the Twitter stream without wading through 15 or 20 this is stupid i'm not even going anymore and yeah I'm like, could, could you let him finish the panel please i'm not asking for much here there is so much so, of that it just we are we are an angry bitter people yes we are and especially i feel like epcot more than anything because for whatever reason people we park fans have it in their head 
this vision of Epcot in 1986, and that's it should have never been t- touched, never been changed. Everything should be exactly the way it was in 1986, and everything new that comes in or anything old that goes out is just raked over the coals relentlessly till the end of time. They never let go of any of it. Yeah. So, on that positive note, um, <laughs> yeah, so the, the big story is Epcot is coming up on their 40th anniversary and the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World as a whole. So, Epcot's going to get a lot of work. Um, Interventions West, formerly Communicore, is going to be fully de- demolished, that whole side. Everything is going. And like you're, you were saying, that's going to be where this Moana uh, water attraction is going to be. They're actually going to build a new festival center, which is in the past. It's been in the old Wonders of Life pavilion. Uh, this new festival. I, I'm excited about this festival center. Mm-hmm. It's raised, has a, like you go up a set of stair, a flight of stairs way up into the air into this. It looks like a platform, but there's a inside to it. And then is there on, a picture? In yeah. <laughs> of course there is. There's a picture. If you refer to subsection J line 6. <laughs> right here? Yeah, I see. This is the building. So if you look at it, it's got, on, on the top layer, is like a garden yeah. where apparently you're going to be able to go and watch fireworks. Mm. I'm sure it's going to be some sort of dessert, dessert party. Yeah. The, for or, money, yes. Yeah, for money. <laughs> but still, that's pretty amazing. It looks futuristic. Um, I love the look of it, so I was really excited. And like you were talking, you're going to be able to walk underneath of it, so there's going to be some relief for shade or rain or whatever. Um, so that's going to collapses be... on you. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so that's going to be part of it. That's a that was a big announcement. And then um, uh, next page, um, yeah. So we've got that new. In the spine that, what are they calling the new where Spaceship Earth is? What's that new section uh, going to be called? World Celebrate. So for those of you who, who know Epcot, the, so that the back half with the countries, that's World Showcase. And the front half of the park has been known as Future World forever. And, Since and I 1982. Disney is, uh, yeah, Disney is, is very conscious of the fact that if you keep calling something future, you, you've got to make it futuristic. And, and that's kind of not where they're going. So they've renamed Future World. They've broken it up into three separate... They're calling them neighborhoods. So that sort of central corridor from the entrance through the golf ball, sort of down that 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 main aisle, is called World Celebration. No idea right. what that means. Right. The stuff on the west side, the, the land pavilion and the seas pavilion, they're calling that World Nature. Yes. That's sort of that that the focus of that, and then the stuff on the east side on, on your left as you go in. So. Uh, and we'll we'll get to it, but the new Guardians coaster and Mission Space and Test Track is World Discovery. So that's right. sort of their focus on science and technology and those sorts of things. Yeah, so it's definitely, as the park as a whole is going to be different, but still the same in a lot of ways. Um, uh, and everybody's going to throw fit, and they're still going to call it Future World for the next 20 years, um, just like they still call it MGM Studios. But uh, we're also getting over in World Showcase, it looks like they're building some sort of island for the new fireworks show. This year, um, in the next few weeks, we're going to get the last Epcot Illuminations. It's been around for 20-some years. 
big a lot of favorite for or a favorite for a lot of people and then they're going to replace it with a show called epcot forever um here in a couple months which is going to be Epcot forever is only going to last for about a year for about a year um and it's going to be it's going to focus a lot on you know just like it says epcot forever yeah he's doing the wakanda (laughs) wakanda forever um but it's going to be a lot of nostalgic music from the pavilions, uh, the original pavilion music from Universal Energy and Imagination and World Emotion, um, things that aren't there anymore. And then we're going to get this new uh, new show with this brand new thing in the middle. Um, they used to send out that world globe out in the center of the uh, lagoon there, but now it looks like it's going to be a permanent island. And it is called what, Justin? Uh, the new one is called Harmonious. Yes. They're saying it's going to be the largest nighttime spectacular in company history. It's all about how the music of Epcot and the Disney company inspires people all around the world. Yeah. I hope he doesn't call on me because I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I don't know about Pedro. <laughs> yeah. I just answered C to everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we're going to have that. Um, you'll see kind of a – I think when you really look into all the changes, you kind of get their vision, their new theme of Epcot. How far off are we from, like, virtual reality technology where well, you'll be able to plug in and walk – you know, here's Epcot from 1982 and, like, go walk around in it. Yeah. They were doing this – at D23, they had a – you know – I was watching some video and there was just people sitting there in rows like they're at a movie theater with VR glasses mm-hmm. on. I don't know whether they were thought they were riding a ride or what they were doing, but that was it. They were they weren't looking at anything. They were yeah. just sitting there. But that's the ro- best of both worlds where we've talked before about how do you keep tradition while keeping things new for new generations. So like if there was some way to catalog this history and have a library that people could visit. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Cyberspace. Ooh. Um, <laughs> cyberspace. Cyberspace. Like he just coined that term. <laughs> yeah, that's Ooh, a new good job. Hey, we're talking about the future later. <laughs> the future world. Um. <laughs> As he just complained about people being sticklers. <laughs> and then uh, what else we got? Uh, the Odyssey. Um, used to be the Odyssey restaurant, isn't it? Uh, I believe here in October it's going to open up... Um, an exhibit showing what's coming to Epcot um, because a lot of this, the 50th anniversary in 2021 is going to going to be here pretty before we know it. And these projects aren't going to be done yet. So they're going to have kind of a preview center with some video screens. They had a, um, a piece of art on display there for Epcot that was kind of a map. It had, it showed some of the, the new things they're working on, but it was in the, uh, traditional Epcot logo from 1982 that they're bringing back now that's going to be on display there at the Odyssey. Um, it's a great place to check out an old bathroom there, too, at the Odyssey. Um, number what? What number is that? On? Oh, gosh, I don't remember. I think it was like seven, mm. six or seven um, on the list. And <laughs> um, so the, the, the which is a cool thing. I, I'm glad they're going to do something with the Odyssey. It may not be permanent, but yeah, get some people over there. I remember going there as a kid and, and to the old restaurant, and it's a really neat location right there on the water. Um, it's right in between Mexico and um, 
the uh, the bridge to World Showcase. So, um, yeah, Mexico is one of the first ones. Yeah, it is the first one on the like if you're walking from Spaceship Earth on the left. So, um, that's a whole discussion. You know, you you want to know what type of what kind of park goer goer somebody is? You ask them Epcot or Canada. So, which which way do you go first? Do you go to Canada? Yeah. To the right, or do you go to Mexico on the left? I'm a Mexico guy. Yeah. Justin. I'm He's, a Mexico guy. Yeah. So yeah, I can I can picture it. Yeah, you know, like that. We went that way when last yeah. time I was there. Um, also, uh, we're getting some old uh, pavilion logos. It's a silly thing. Mm-hmm. The retro logos they've um, they've designed some new ones for new attractions. Um, things like the new space restaurant, Space Twenty Twenty, and uh, the Guardians coaster. That's uh, that's what these are. Right. Back in the day, uh, Epcot pavilions. They're looking at pictures here. I know you guys are listening, uh, but back in the day, you identified your pavilion with a symbol. Um, it was just a neat thing. It was always part of Epcot, and it, eventually, over the years, it went away. As pavilions, yeah, went away. I saw they were selling a bunch of collector pins, pins of these mm. different symbols and things. Yeah. So, um, believe it or not, something as trivial and silly as pavilion emblems logos gets disney fans really excited oh i it doesn't surprise me a bit i have that terrible collector gene yeah you know and so even just watching a video of things like that i'm like oh i'm so glad i'm not into this because i would have to have all that stuff yeah and, and the, when you see them together you know all their distinct colors and and when they put them in that order it looks like a rainbow yeah and and they have coordinated those what they call neighborhoods now so like the um the nature world nature all the emblems are in like a green uh or a blue hue and then uh over in the discovery they're all red reddish yeah. So it, they they had a coordinated them. They had pins for droids. There was a, it was like a pin set or yeah yeah. It must have been oh, there's probably thirty of them or something, and it was a hundred fifty dollars or something. It's a really good price, you know, that mm-hmm. people are going to make a billion dollars off of those sets. Oh, yeah, from exclusively them getting yeah. them there and stuff. Um, and the last one of the last things I had is um, Spaceship Earth, Justin. You want to yeah. talk a little bit about what's happening? Yeah, the so Spaceship Earth or the golf ball. Um, forever and a day, the the theme of that ride has always been communication, and it tr- sort of traces the development of written and spoken communication. You know, we first we were cavemen and we were painting stuff on the walls, but then when we moved, we left all the art behind, and then you know the Phoenicians developed language, and then we got to the printed word, and then we got to the digital age. And that's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. They are revamping it. It, it, it. Spaceship Earth is going to be closed down for like a year and a half. They're going to replace um, all the track because it's got the original 82 track in yeah. it. Um, but they are they are changing the focus from communication to storytelling, with that being the the sort of theme that's going to bring everybody together. So so we you know we know we can communicate, but what is it that we communicate? Well, we tell stories. And this, this theme of storytelling now is going to be the new narrative, and it's going to be what ties the whole thing together. Um, and it, it's the thing that I'm actually the most excited about is they are redesigning the exit 
of, uh, of Spaceship Earth, which if you remember right now, you get off the little train and you're sort of kind of dumped out in this area and there's a bunch of huge screens and some virtual yeah. reality stuff that doesn't really make much sense and most people just run right through it. Um, they are redeveloping it into something called Dreamer's Point. And it's, it's supposed to be a little bit more reflective and there's going to be some shade something called a wishing tree i have no idea what that is it's some, some it's illuminated tree the it, tree it, itself it, it looks like it's going to be some kind of interactive thing mm -hmm. uh, but they're also adding and this is for all the disney nerds uh, a new statue of walt and it's walt sort of as an older guy so you know early to mid 60s um and he's just sort of sitting on the ground sort of staring out toward the back of the park which you know as you know epcot was sort of walt's dream, dream. i mean that that's mm -hmm. what you know he, he built the park and then as soon as the park was done he turned his attention to this this epcot this community of tomorrow and it's a little different now than what because he uh, he envisioned people actually living there and, you know centers of commerce and industry and trade and all this sort of thing um and now we've got a, a frozen log ride but that's right okay. um but it's just sort of walt kind of just sitting there you know kind of elbows on his knees just sort of staring at, at what he created and and I, if if it comes off as as well as i'm hoping it is it's, it's you know it, you know it'll be the most photographed thing in the entire park that pause there i thought you were going to say frozen hit <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, the piece of the piece of artwork um, for this statue was we can retire now. That was good. <laughs> was uh, it took me back a little bit? Like I I really like it. The concept art for this, um, and it looks like it's going to be accessible, possibly. We'll see. But yeah. in, at least in the picture, it looks like you know you may be able. He's sitting there on the steps, and you is may it, be able to. Is that life size? Like, can you go sit next to him, or is it like Lincoln Memorial? Is like giant. Well, I think it's. I'm. I'm, I'm like, hoping it's thirty feet tall. So that he'll, he'll rise up and. He, he's going to tower over Spaceship Earth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is getting some criticism because, like we said, people are like, "Oh, this isn't Walt's dream. It never was. You know, this isn't what Epcot was supposed to be." Well, this is the Epcot we got. And this is, in my opinion, is long overdue. Um, it, you can interpret that different ways. It doesn't mean yeah. that he's looking out and he's, like, satisfied. Yeah. I like the, the idea of, like, as they're talking about communicating and telling the evolution of how things are going to change. Like, he might be looking out, still waiting for, mm -hmm. as it transforms constantly over the years. He will always be watching and enjoying the metamorphosis of his dream. And I love that this section of the park, um, they're talking about lush gardens, uh, that wishing tree. There's going to be a new fountain because they're they're going to tear out the old Fountain of Nations, which is, you know, a giant fountain has been there since the beginning. Um, but they're going to put in a new fountain with some uh, water and color effects, kind of a world of color like they have out in uh, Anaheim. Um, that's going to be there. And then this this amazing statue. I love this. And like you were talking, just the simple fact that Epcot has no shade. <laughs> that park, I mean, on a hot day is just, it will fry you. 
And they're putting all this greenery out in the front of the park. They're transforming it as we speak. They're adding green space to it. They're going to return um, the the original fountain that used to be in front of uh, Spaceship Earth. They're adding back the uh, the the crystal or whatever spires to it right now. It's going to be done soon. Um, I, I just I love the fact that they're today's Imagineers. I think one of the biggest criticisms criticisms they get is not respecting the 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 past of the parks they're always you know new stuff new stuff new stuff well we're getting new stuff but but they're bringing back a lot of old inspiration in the new stuff and i love that so i'm all for it i think epcot definitely need for, has for a long since the mid 90s has needed a lot of change and yeah, uh, that we haven't gotten and i'm this is you know anything they want to do to improve it make it prettier um i used to tell my tell my wife when we were walking into epcot all the time i i love the look at it i love the the feel as i walk in because i hear that music and it takes me i have it this everything everybody complains about it takes me back to the 80s and i love that about it it reminds me of when i was a kid and walking through there with my grandparents and all that nostalgia stuff that's great but it looks dated the bottom line is it looks dated and it needs touched it needs updated um you know all this stuff happening they're going to do some work over um in, in world showcase on top of all this new future world stuff uh we got an announcement they're gonna they're gonna add a cherry cherry tree lane section to the uk pavilion it's going to have some sort of mary poppins a, a ride attraction we don't know yet carousel i don't know exactly but there something is coming there oh, i hope all the cast members have terrible british accents that would be so pretty <laughs> sweet yeah they can oh, just gonna interest you in a mickey ball can i <laughs> they did bring dick van dyke out for the announcement of, of this new update to the uk pavilion and at 93 he was still one of the most interesting people on the stage the entire parks thing that they did yeah he, he's, he's still he's still got it he's still amazing and then um also back there they announced a couple changes in some of the films um canada uh which i love the canada film my family loves that with martin short mm -hmm. um it's now it's been closed down now we're going to get a new movie called canada far and wide it's going to be um actual real circle vision 360 so if you remember the old movie it was a 360 theater but the images that were you know 180 degrees in front of you were the same behind you but they called it 360 because it was all the way around you so this is going to be actual real 360 um we're also getting uh china is getting wondrous china and uh, a new there the quote is a spectacular journey across China filmed and presented in completely seamless 360 degree digital format. So we're getting that um, over there. I mentioned the new Space 2020 restaurant. Um, that's going to open, I believe, in December yep, this year. Of 2019. Yes. Yeah. Um, my, my wife, I guess she hadn't heard about that one. She looked at me the other day. We were watching something and she goes, um, that's going to be open in December. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, hello, why don't we have a reservation for this? And I was like, I don't know. Um, so we've got that. And then, oh, uh, of course, we already knew about the, uh, the new Ratatouille ride coming to the France Pavilion. 
and we're getting a crepery over there restaurant or a uh, quick service I assume and then I believe France is France getting a new movie too no they're getting the Beauty and the Beast sing-along yeah it's going to be a double feature so it's going to be Impressions de France the, the original movie that they have and then there's this Beauty and the Beast sing-along that, that's going to play together with it Okay. Uh, a friend of mine just was there and said they went to the uh, it was the Frozen sing-along and said it was absolutely hilarious. Um, so it's it's the regular characters, but then there's like a narrator type character that Two. comes out and tells jokes. And have you never been to the Frozen stuff. sing-along? Uh-uh. No, <gasps> neither one of us had. So really, yeah. it's well because yeah, you know it's Frozen it's sing-along. I'm like, I, yeah, how many more times can I hear these songs? But now <gasps> I know that there's whole new stuff. That's exactly. clutching my pearls over here. <laughs> apostasy <laughs> no it, it's a it's actually it's a really surprisingly well done show be careful he might disconnect you <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you need to go you need to go see that show um it's it's, it's now on the list so okay and then we uh, mentioned well, hey, we also hey, mentioned the hey, guardians hey cliff yeah let it go <laughs> uh, I, I guarantee that's all You're he knows about money. Frozen. You're he knows that one boom. line. <laughs> You're earning your money over there. <laughs> and then we got the Guardians coaster. What do we know about the Guardians coaster now? Uh, they they gave it the official name. It's now Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Uh, it's taking up the entire building of the old Ellen's Energy Adventure and a massive new building that massive. has been under construction for a while. Uh, they announced that it's going to have, quote, a reverse launch mm-hmm. no other details we don't know what the ride vehicle is going to look like yet we don't know what the what the what the theming of it is going to be other than it's the guardians and something goes wrong um but yeah they they, they announced it's going to have a reverse launch so yeah we'll figure out what that is they're, they're just de- they're describing this as a storytelling coaster mm-hmm. i don't know how much storytelling you can get when you're going you know 40 miles an hour through a dark building my guess is the story comes in the hour and 30 minutes that you stand in line before you get to the coaster park. <laughs> it's all in the queue. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Uh, we talked about Harmonious. Um, the next thing I have is the new Star Wars hotel. Yeah. So this is going to be called, we, we found out it's going to be called Star Wars colon Galactic Star Cruiser. And this is not what I thought it was going to be. It's it's. I didn't even look after I saw the price. So yeah, I don't well, know what it is. I can't. I'm interested to hear what it is, but I quit looking after I saw how much it was. Justin, you're a big cruiser. Is that what you would <sighs> compare it to? I once I figured out where they were going with it, it started to make a little bit more sense. But I, I was honestly thrown a little bit. So they're building this this. Star Wars Hotel. They announced that some time ago. We've we've known that it's coming. So essentially, they are creating a cruise on land. So they yeah. have this galactic star cruiser. They're calling it the Halcyon. That's the name of the ship. You, all of the passengers, the, the guests, the passengers, it, it's a two-day, two-night stay. That's your option. That's your only option. Mm-hmm. And you will all arrive together and depart together just like you were getting on and off a, a, an actual cruise ship. Um, so you, you show up at the hotel and you park your car in the parking lot or whatever, and then there's some sort of pod that launches you from wherever you are in Florida 
up into space to this galactic star cruiser where you check in and you're taken to your your cabin um all of the windows are screens that are going to show you wherever you are in the voyage that you're taking um the place is going to be filled with characters the crew uh, you know your fellow passengers etc etc and every interaction that you have with them according to disney is going to affect the story of your cruise now, we heard again, that about yeah the other thing though and it didn't turn out to be quite Mm-hmm. That in depth. Well, they're saying you're only going to go to Batu, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, one time yeah. on this and during this program. Your port date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I lived there for that amount of money. That's what I found strange. I was like, one time. Anyway, so, go on. I'm sorry. Yeah. So uh, there are going to be like onboard activities of some sort. Uh, the one that they teased was that both kids and adults alike are going to be able to train with a lightsaber and one of those little remote snitch droid things that yeah. shoots lasers at Luke in A New Hope. Um, that, that would be a way to like help with the overcrowding if half the people who go there are locked in a room they can't get out of. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you guys that's, have to stay inside. That's kind of what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Um, so there's... So you can go in... They, they said you could go into the working areas of the ship and take over the controls... <clears throat> And they kind of tease that, you know, if you know how the lasers on the thing work, that that might come in handy because, you know, something is going to go wrong. And I'm kind of curious to see how that's all going to work. But they're saying that there might be, like, blacked out buses to take you from, like, your transport from your your cruise ship to your port day at at Batuu. Um, They were talking about these hidden places on the ship where you can meet with other people and plan secret stuff. I, it, it, <laughs> yeah, but the, 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 the scariest thing, I think, for a lot of people is that a cabin on this cruise ship that's going to sleep five people for two days and two nights, they're saying it's going to be about $3,300. Yeah. I think that's going to end up pricing a lot of people out of this experience. Now, you know, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's going to include food, like while you're on the ship, just like any other cruise would do, and all of the entertainment and things like that. But you got to get to Florida. You got to, you know, most people aren't going to go to Florida just for these two days. So you got to figure someplace else out to stay, tickets to the theme park, all of this other expense. And I just, I, I'm not, yeah, you know, I'm not sure how this, I, I'm not sure who their target audience is other than people with too much money. Well, if you have ever met a Star Wars fan, they will spend money on collectibles and Star Wars merchandise before they will buy food and rent and stuff. So <laughs> they will, the, the most hardcore among us will find a way. <laughs> um, I'm also curious how they're going to, how they're going to deal with, so, so you're on your two day cruise and you have your port day at Batu. Yeah. So they're going to take all these people to Batu, but Everybody who's just there at the park is going to be in Batu too. So right. how, are you going to be like separated from those people? I think or, you're going you to be in a group. I think you're going to be in a group and probably some sort of guided tour, um, yeah. doing some special things and getting probably front of the line access to, you know, the attractions yeah. and that type of thing. Yeah. So that, that that's my guess too. Yeah. Um, we also 
I know we talked a lot of Marvel stuff, but we haven't talked about Avengers Campus mm-hmm. coming to. Uh, well, here in the states, it's coming to over to, over to the Disneyland Resort, um, where we already have the converted Tower of Terror into uh, Mission or Guardians Mission Breakout. It's going to be part of this land. It's going to come in two phases. They're saying now, going to get that Spider-Man attraction in Phase One, and as well as that Ant Man web thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, they've already got. I've seen merchandise already in the parks for yeah, this I stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. There's <laughs> yeah. just shirts and things. And, yeah, yeah. So we're getting the Spider-Man attraction. It stands um, for something. Web stands for something. I've heard I'm it sure five or six times. You know, Worldwide Engineering Brigade. There you go. <laughs> There's a PIM test kitchen too. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. Which they're talking about. Um, I think it's going to be like really big. They showed a pretzel, really big pretzel that's been enlarged or. Mm different things that have been shrunk and bigged. Isn't that kind of crazy though to think of that like that Hank Pym is famous enough to right make <laughs> float an entire land. Yeah, like I I can't even fathom that. That blows my mind. <laughs> Says um visitors can expect to encounter Black Widow, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy and Iron Man as well as superheroes from Wakanda and Asgard. Hmm. So, the uh, phase two is going to include a uh, some sort of Avengers ride, which looks to be partly like we were talking about. You were talking about people sitting in uh, some sort of ride vehicle with, uh, um, like VR headsets or something on. They're talking about that could be part of the uh, the Avengers new Avengers ride. We're just speculating at this point, but that's going to be you're going to uh, board a Quinjet. Um, is going to be your ride vehicle for a uh, epic adventure to Wakanda and beyond. So that's going to come down the line. We don't have dates yet for any of that. And um, Florida is still barred from the Marvel stuff. Yeah. Due to their Universal Studios right. contract. That's correct. Due to Isaac Perlmutter oh. selling the theme park rights <laughs> back in the day um, to keep them afloat. So, yeah. As of right now, no Disney World. <laughs> and then, I don't know. I mean, is, you being the Marvel guys you are, would do, does that give you a little inkling? Like, hey, I want to go to Disneyland to see this when it's done. How long is this contract thing? How long are they never going to be able it's to It's never. That? Yeah, there's no ending date on it. It's forever until maybe they buy it out one day. <laughs> Which, you know, Universal isn't going to give that up easily so I don't see me uh, making the trip finally let's talk about some Disney legends new Disney legends um, <laughs> so this year a couple name or a few names on the list were John Favreau Diane Sawyer Robert Downey Jr. Christina Aguilera who if you don't know was on the Mickey Mouse Club back in the 90s. Yeah, but are they just going to pretend that Genie in a Bottle didn't happen? Well, no. I mean, she did like, uh, she did reflections <laughs> saying, for be, uh, Mulan. We'll be, and... be playing the the lyrics to that song in Disneyland, will they? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bette Midler, Robin Roberts, James Earl Jones, and Migna Wynn. Um, and then I wrote down, I made some notes down here. 
Barnett Ricci, um, if I'm saying that correctly, she was more than 40 years um, working in the parks. She was a choreographer at Disneyland, directed several of the parades, um, worked at the grand opening of Walt Disney World, Epcot, Tokyo Disneyland, and she's the creator of Fantasmic, um, the nighttime spectacular show, which you can find at Disneyland, and then also Disney's Hollywood Studio in Florida, um, and Tokyo Disney Sea. apparently. I didn't realize they had Fantasmic. Hans Zimmer, um, <clears throat> more than 160 projects, combined total of more than $28 billion he has made for the company, one Academy Award, two Golden Globes, three Grammys, and a Tony Award. Uh, legacy creating scores for Disney films, including The Lion King, Iron Man, and Pirates of the Caribbean, or Caribbean as we say. And then Kenny Ortega, who was uh, says dancing and mu- musicals. Um, he was known for films such as Hocus Pocus. Um, he did the the 2014 short making of Frozen, and then he's known for High School Musical, the original High School Musical, Cheetah Girls 2, Disney Channel show or um, movie, and Descendants, which is really popular right now, which is now on their third movie. Um, and then Wing Chow, which was uh, designed multiple projects for the parks and resorts over the years. Um, he once served as vice president of Disney Parks and Resorts for Asia Pacific Development, also executive vice president of Disney Imagineering during his tenure. So they're your your new Disney legends. And then we have movies couple movies that uh, they talked about. They announced Raya and the Last Dragon. Cassandra Steele and Aquafina set to star. Um, inspired by the culture of Southeast Asia. And the film will hit theaters in November 2020. Uh, also Soul, um, which is going to be a Pixar film. Uh, I've seen the logo for this a while back. Um, they announced some cast plot details about it. Uh, Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, um, are announced as the cast and Jamie Foxx is going to be the lead character, Joe, a jazz musician and middle school band teacher. Um, we don't know about Tina Fey yet. David Diggs, I can't even talk tonight. Felicia Richard and Questlove have also joined the cast. Uh, feature original music and a score from Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. So that's interesting. And then we got a first look at Corella, which is um, old Gwen Stacy herself. And uh, Emma Stone, just a picture of her in costume. We knew this was coming up, uh, slated for May 28th, 2021 release. Was it like an origin story, how she became yeah. evil? Okay. Um, an actual live-action Disney film, not a CGI film. Or I'm sure there will be some CGI in it, though. And then uh, Black Panther 2 was announced. Um, Kevin Feige and Ryan Coogler came out to uh, announce that, which we had all speculated we knew after Black Panther was such a, a huge hit um, that it was going to spark a, another movie. Justin, are you... Where does Black Panther rank for you? Is it pretty high? I I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, obviously, I don't have the familiarity with that character 
uh, as I do with you know sort of the the, mm-hmm. the main ones from the Avengers side of things. But I thought the movie itself was really well done. And uh, you know, for what it's worth, you guys talk all the time about how representation matters, and uh, that's that's a huge plus for me is is to have you know some superheroes that don't look like all the other superheroes that we've seen for most of our lives yeah. so i i really enjoyed it and it was, it was funny uh you know it, it was it was just really well made I, I enjoyed it a lot and then finally lucasfilm dropped uh some new footage the sizzle reel they called it from uh the rise of skywalker we've passed on What you think of that? Um, I don't know. Like, I think hot take here. Mm-hmm. That's the stupidest looking lightsaber I've ever seen. <laughs> I didn't hear. I've not heard anybody complain online. I haven't seen it a was, tweet other than the Swiss Army knife thing. But it's like, yeah, when it looks like it's a flip 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 phone of lightsabers I, I thought that was kind of weird like if you're going to have it's a like, double we've bladed we've seen like, Darth Maul's right. awesome way of doing it so why would you have one that flipped out like that yeah I, I don't know I don't know why did C-3PO have red eyes I want to know that well who knows what the hell he's smoking <laughs> but the <clears throat> but I thought that it was really dumb even though it just looks like it's going to be just a vision, vision or mm-hmm. whatever she's having yeah yeah, so, I mean, it was surprise. It did it did its job. It was surprising. Yeah, I mean, it was. I'm glad to. See, I like the idea of the dark ray and if her entertaining the thought or whatever. But that was a dumb idea for a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay, Jordan. Yeah, it's just Star Wars. That's his motto. Just Star Wars. Don't get too excited. Just Star Wars. I like the new poster. Yeah, yeah. I'm super hyped for the movie. Trust yeah. me. I like the that, new poster. Uh, I. That fight scene on the water, I thought, oh, man, bring cool. it. I'm ready. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm all for that. So, so now that we've completed our booklet, um, let me grab the test. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was D23. There was some good stuff, some stuff I'm excited about, some stuff I'm like, okay, I knew that was coming. So, next year, uh, or not next year, but the, the year after in two years, uh, I'm sure we'll have a uh, boots on the ground correspondent, Justin Lowe. I'm sure he'll be out there in Anaheim for D23. He's going to sign up <laughs> to become a member. So, 
I have to, I have to talk to management about that one, but uh, yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> Anything else you want to add about D23? What did we, what did we miss? Um, the only other thing that I had notes on here, um, and, and this isn't going to affect too many people because it's not going to come out until late next year, but for those of us who, who travel regularly to Walt Disney World, they are introducing something called the Disney Genie. It, it's a new app. I think yeah. they were a little vague on some of the details, but it's going to be, you're going to be able to use it to plan out your Disney vacation. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, the online community hates this because they hate everything. Um, but it sounds like you're going to be able to go into this app and say, okay, I want to have a, a, an adventure day with my daughter. And it's going to give you some princess things and it's going to give you some things and some suggestions so that you can maximize the fun that you're going to have. My feeling is I'm probably not going to use it too much because I, I kind of know what I want to do and sort of how to you know, work the system to get me what I want. But there's a lot of people who don't have that knowledge or don't have me as a Facebook friend and can just ask them that. So I, I think it's going to be really helpful for folks who aren't, you know, crazy Disney people who know every tip, trick, hint, and hack in the world who just want to go to Disney and have a good time with their family. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing how it's going to how it's actually going to work. Yeah. So they're saying also like it will possibly even schedule your fast passes if you want it to. Yep, fast passes, dining, uh, dining reservations, all that sort of thing. So it's, and, and again, it's not going to come out till late next year sometime. So I, we'll see what happens when it happens. Right. Um, I, the other big thing. My, my my first reaction to that though, when they announced it, was I have been using touringplans.com for years, and this just seems like an evolution. I, I hate yeah. to say that because uh, there are some really good people running touringplans.com that do some amazing amazing things with crowds and predicting and lines and wait times and park planning. I love everything they do. Like I would encourage you until this app comes out at least and we see what it is. If you need help planning, if you're not sure, you know what to do, how to schedule things, go check out, spend the $13 or whatever it is over at Lentesta's touringplans.com Listen to his podcast um, The uh, over in Jim Hill Media. Uh, it comes out every Monday. It's a great show. Lynn has been doing podcasts, Disney podcasts, for as long as there have been Disney podcasts. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I, I, I just I really hope that it doesn't, Disney doesn't take down touring plans with this app um, because they just, they're amazing. So, yeah. Yeah, Disney's in a really weird place right now. They're they're having open fights with some of their fan podcasting people. Some, there's, yeah. there's a specific podcaster who has, quote-unquote, broken some news that has turned out not to be correct, and he kind of yeah. got a little salty about it. And Somebody either at Disney or associated with Disney kind of took a shot at him about being wrong all the time, and it's, it's this weird... Eh, eh, people are silly. Yeah, sometimes um, he brings it on himself, though. He does. Let's he be does. honest. <laughs> uh, the other piece of news that was that I was really excited about was they finally announced the name of the fifth Disney Cruise Line ship. Mm. Uh, obviously, they're 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 four in existence now. We know that they're getting three new ones. Uh, ship five is going to be the Disney Wish, mm-hmm. uh, coming out in 2022. Um, and they did a really nice thing celebrating the Disney's partnership with the Make-A-Wish Foundation and that Disney is the largest 
wish-granting company on the planet, yeah, 130,000 or so to date and, and growing every day. Um, but they also brought out Joe Rohde, who's an Imagineer who worked on the Animal Kingdom and a number of other things. Disney has now acquired uh, part of uh, one of the islands down in the Bahamas, much like Castaway Key, their private island that they already have. Uh, but they're going to turn this place called Lighthouse Point into a second uh, sort of private island stop for the Disney Cruise Lines because they're not going to be able to go to Castaway Key each and every day if they're going to end up with seven ships. Right. Uh, and Joe Rohde's a fantastic Imagineer. He talked a lot about conservation efforts and utilizing local artists and storytellers and weavers and all this sort of thing. And, and some of the uh, concept art for this place really, really looks amazing. So I'm really looking forward to that in three years when that when that ship hits the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's going to be a little larger than the uh, than the fantasy, right? The fantasy mm-hmm. yeah, and the it, the wonder yeah. is it? Uh, dream and the dream, dream. And fantasy yeah, dream and fantasy. The, the yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a little bit bigger than those they're saying. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's uh, that was D twenty three, guys. Yeah, nice quick recap. <laughs> yeah, got through it. <laughs> Well, we definitely appreciate you joining us, helping us sort all that out, Justin. Yep, anytime. Love talking Disney. <laughs> all righty, so that'll wrap it up for today. So be sure and check us out on all the social media regular spots, five stars on iTunes, and the blah, blah, blah. My name is Jordan Lowe. <laughs> and the blah, blah, blah. My name is Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.